Welcome to Maison Mission. I'm Drake, and I'm really glad that you've tuned in with us today. Maison is a Greek word that means greater. Maison Mission is all about creating greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. Now, before we dive into our program, we have just a couple of things that we want you to know about. Refuge GNV is our new student ministry collaboration with Shift Church and FCC. We're heading to the beach on Wednesday, July 20th. We'll meet at FCC at 8.30 a.m. and we'll be back around 4.30. Our kickoff for student gatherings will be Sunday, August 7th at 5 p.m. at FCC. You can email me, drake, at maisonmission.com for more information. And welcome back once again to our series, A Seat at the Table. We're in week two, and this week we get to hear from Miranda West. I'm a details person, and usually more behind the scenes. Besides, those lights on Sunday were bright. Some of you know that before I was the administrator here, and before I was a full-time mom, I was a middle school math teacher. Don't worry, I won't ask you to solve any equations today. I do want you to take a minute and think about the places where you spent time learning. Think about grade school or college. What kind of seating did you have? Did you sit in rows? Did you sit in groups? As a teacher, I preferred my students sitting in rows. There was usually less talking when I had them sitting in rows. However, one thing that research has shown is that the more you can get someone talking about a concept, explaining it to others, or answering someone else's question, the more they'll learn and understand the concept. As teachers, we were encouraged to use group seating when possible to foster those conversations about topics which meant that my room was now a little louder and a little messier. We were also encouraged to have mixed groupings, making sure that kids weren't all exactly at the same level of understanding, that they were all at a different place in their journey towards mastery of a skill. This benefited everyone. Each student has several others in their group they could ask for help or clarification not just the teacher in the room. So now I want you to think about most of the time that you've spent in church as an adult learning. Often that time is spent in rows. Maybe it was even pews. It's hard to have conversations in rows. Maybe I can talk with the people on each side of me, a few in front of me, but that's not a very big community. Maybe some of you have felt that way in church, that it's hard to build a community just on Sunday morning. Here at Maison, our rhythm is intentionally a little different. We really value our house churches. That's why we set aside two weeks each month for house church. Now, hopefully most of you are watching this with your house church. But if you aren't, house church is a time for you to do life with other people, to sit in circles, maybe around some tables, sharing a meal, and holding discussions. I love our house church. It's always interesting to see the various perspectives that are brought to the table. I look forward to what various members might contribute to the conversation. I also love that we're not all at the same point in life, both personally and spiritually. I love that we come from different backgrounds. Some of us were raised in church, some in more formal denominations. 
Some didn't come to faith until later in life. I think we all still have questions. However, I do know that I don't want us to just be a circle. I want us to be more like a horseshoe. Horseshoes have openings for others to join in. We're still circled around Christ. There is more room in a horseshoe for others to join in our greater spaces. So how do we invite people into our greater spaces? And how do we make our spaces welcoming when someone takes the risk to enter? I'll be honest, I struggle with this. I'm not an outgoing person by nature, but I love small groups. Oftentimes, we surround ourselves with people who look and think just like we do. I think a large part of inviting people into our spaces is being willing to step out of our own comfort zone and meet them in their spaces. I think we would all agree that relationships are built over time and by sharing in common activities. I was listening to a podcast recently, and it mentioned that in a study from 2018, that the average adult needs to spend 50 hours of time with a person to consider them a casual friend, but it takes approximately 200 hours to think of a person as a close friend. 50 hours, that's a bit more than a full-time work week. 200 hours, that's equivalent to five full-time weeks of work. This means that we need to be intentional about consistently showing up to build new relationships in our lives. Building relationships with others allows us to build trust and invite others into our space. If you think about it, the whole Bible is about relationships. God invited us into relationship with him. Humanity rejected that relationship, and Jesus came to make a way to restore that relationship. Looking at Romans 15, 4-7, we are told, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. There are quite a few of these one another statements in the Bible. I recently learned the Greek word, that is translated as one another is alion. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. What I want to share with you about this word is that it involves a two-way relationship. It assumes that both people have a responsibility, that what's good for one person will also benefit the other. The second thing I'd like us to consider about this verse is how did Christ accept you? I was accepted with all my flaws, accepted to walk in a relationship, Accepted even when I make mistakes. We're accepted on our good days and our bad days. Accepting others at the table can come with challenges. There are different people in different stages of life. And while this can create a beautiful community, it can also cause tension. This tension of gathering people with various backgrounds is most prevalent each Thanksgiving. Each person coming to the table also has ideas of how they expect or maybe even hope this experience will be. With these challenges in mind, I encourage you to spend time in prayer, praying for there to be an affection for the others invited to the tables near you, that each person at the table will have unity and respect for one another. Along these lines, my next suggestion in creating a welcoming space would be to be willing to listen and willing to share Be willing to listen to the things that people around you are excited about. 
that they're scared of, the things that have hurt them. Be willing to listen and learn what their experiences have been like. Be willing to be vulnerable and show your imperfections. Show the areas that you are struggling with and the areas that you are growing. Listening and sharing are part of the reciprocal relationship of welcoming one another. I'd like for us to look at James 2, 1 through 4. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Honestly, historically, the church hasn't done a good job of setting an equal place for everyone at the table. We've decided who can have a good seat and who gets no seat at all. And sometimes, in making room for one person at the table, we've forced others to give up their place. When inviting others to join us at the table, we need to recognize that for some, this is a place filled with anxiety fears and hurts, anxiety that others at the table might not welcome me, anxiety that the welcome today may not extend into tomorrow when they learn more of our story, fear that someone may ask them to leave to make room for someone else, hurt from being asked to leave the table. Christ's table is big enough that everyone can fit in. As a white cis woman, I haven't often had to fight for my seat at the table. I've watched friends fight for a seat at other tables in society where there was already a seat for me, and I wish I knew better what to do to make space for them at these tables. When Kevin first mentioned his idea for the series and the title A Seat at the Table was born, it made me think of a commercial from several years ago, 2017 to be exact. It opens with people taking chairs to an unknown location. Some are chairs they've just assembled, others are office chairs being rolled. The song, Get Together by the Youngblood, starts playing. Come on, people now, smile on your brother. Everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. Towards the end of the 60 seconds, everyone is greeting each other, sitting around a long table. Many chairs, one table. This is the vision I have for the Big C Church. I want us to be welcoming with many mismatched chairs all around the table. I want to challenge us both as a church and as house churches to be intentionally welcoming. I want to challenge us to listen to those whose seat is missing from the table and to find a place to bring them in. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for inviting us to your table. Encourage us to invite others to the table. Help us to make space for those who have no seat at the table. Give us boldness to speak up when we see others being excluded or treating, treated unfairly. Amen. I hope you'll tune in next week as we hear from our friend Drake about how he was able to reclaim his seat at the table. Mm-hmm.